Interesting. Okay. Oh, this feels like the actor's studio. I'm actually getting interviewed, man. This is live. Hello. My name is Miles Emanuel. Welcome to Beg the Question, where our guest today is Frank, 23, from South East London, and he will be casting his vote on the EU referendum on the 23rd of June. Frank will be joining this heated of topics as to whether or not Britain will remain in the European Union. With BTEC Level 1, 2 and 3 in performing arts and drama, Frank now volunteers at his local radio station and as a street fundraiser. Despite being born in London, Frank was raised in Uganda for most of his childhood. When he returned in his late teens, it had been increasingly challenging to readjust back home. With four days left, the agreed perception is that young people are most likely to vote to remain in this EU referendum. To be quite honest with you, I think the EU is a good thing, but from what I've experienced and seen, in the long term it hasn't been very great, especially to young people and even elderly, elderly people who are living within you know, England in terms of jobs, uh, financial opportunities, businesses, relating to economics in general, I just feel that it hasn't been, we haven't benefited and I feel as though England has put other countries in front of us in terms of job opportunities and these kind of things instead of their home bred residents. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel happy and I don't think that is, you know, noble to do that. How can you put, you know, there's a, there's an old saying that goes, how can you, um, how can you feed, how, how can you feed someone else when you haven't fed you, the people in your home? And to me, it, it doesn't add up. And I don't feel how that is going to be financially rewarding when you don't put your people first. Alright, so I mean, what would Britain look like then? Uh, describe it to me. Um, I think it would bring more opportunities in terms of work. It would be... I think we're living in a time now where there's a lot of ideas is in particular with young people and they don't have the opportunity and there's so much creative and new innovative things that they're doing and i feel as though if that was to be put into place i think it would i believe it would boom especially when you look at the rise of certain areas like pop shoreditch pop brixton you know these kind of things like that i think it would actually rise and boom and you think about the kind of small budget things that people have done if you bring those opportunities back as they were before in the past, I think it would boom. I believe it would look very um, progressive. Because you also mentioned before how people older than you were saying that it was a simpler time before. Do you mind just going a bit into that? Yeah. Um, I was speaking to a few, let's say, maybe uncles or elders, and they were telling me back in their days, probably their early 90s, 80s, 70s, during that period, how, for example, if you wanted to get a job, it was very easy to get, find a job and get straight into it. You know, those job adverts in the newspapers, if you didn't like a job, you could always move to the next one. So jobs are always frequent, they were available, but now it's quite very saturated and it's almost a, a, a big, group of people are competing for a small marginal place at a relatively, you know, kind of limited spot in retail, so to say, and some other jobs that are not specified or, 
you know, how can I say, um, skilled job, to say the least. So, yeah. And how does that make you feel? It makes me disappointed, upset, frustrated, because I, I don't want to be in a position where I can't um, stand on my own two feet. If you don't have any form of financial stability, how are you meant to enjoy or enjoy life or do certain activities or things? It comes, it revolves around money. And we live in England, which is a capitalist society. London, which is, you know, the, the it's, a, it's, it's about money. If you don't, the amount of money you have, you can do numerous things. If you don't have that funds, it's very hard to do certain things without. So I believe that to me, it upsets me because there's certain things that I would want to do, which possibly I cannot do because I'm not in a position where I can, uh, you know, find myself to do these things. So it upsets me, of course. Yeah, because you, um, you actually briefly mentioned about how this is um, financially um, affecting you. Mm -hmm. So how how else is this affecting you, um, if at all? I would say... Um, Self-esteem. Um, even to the to the point of within my social group, you're 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 the odd one out who is not working or can't do certain things because everyone else is more stable than you. It does mess with your psyche in a way, and for me, that has really upset me and frustrated me a lot. And also mentally as well, it's it's, it's not a nice feeling to have. And you don't want to get to the point where when you see someone with money, you look at them as superhuman. <laughs> you know, when you start getting to that stage, you know that, you know, things aren't, psychologically, things are not right. So I would say in that point and reference, yeah, just, you know, that's, yeah. Will this affect um, your family, your friends, colleagues? Um, I would say in a way because maybe you're not able to do certain things or provide or maybe be in a position to help because you're not able to, you know, I'm not stable or I don't have any form of income. I'm not in a position where I can distribute or even help or give advice. You know, there's a saying you have to be in it to win it and if you're not working or within that kind of environment how can you really help or do anything that is very can you know significant so i'll say it's affected me it's brought some sort of kind of you know issues because if you can't you when you get to a certain age there's certain responsibilities that are you know put upon you you don't ask for but they do come and if you don't live up to those expectations arguments and things you know thing, things don't you know things things don't sound or end up looking very pretty and that reality of life is not a nice or pleasant one to be in so yeah i mean despite all that can you understand why people want to remain in the eu i could understand um from one aspect, maybe in terms of 
big businesses, employers, em employees, sorry, employers, who, for example, and I don't mean to stereotype, but if we look at the influx of Eastern Europeans coming over and the menial jobs that they do, they get paid, you know, they get exploited. Not all of them, but there's been statistics and stuff shown that they have been exploited by major employers because they know that either their English is not great, this is a new country to them, and they're prepared to work their socks off because, you know, where they've come from is absolutely extremely hard. So they use all of those factors and use it, use it in a sense, I can't really say against them because if you don't know any better, you're just going to go with the flow. So in that sense, it will benefit big businesses because they can dictate and pay workers less than what they should be paid. So in that sense, and I guess they're not going to get much hassle as well. So it's going to be cheaper for them to make more money because ultimately people in a sense are a form of, you know, uh, uh, how are you going to say it? Cash, you know, so yeah. So being a young person yourself, do you believe that other young people should be voting whether it is to remain or for to, to leave? Yeah, I think I think they should. I think they should. I think that this to me is more this is more how am I gonna say this is more relevant than the main prime the main election that happened. I think this is very much in the deep thrust of what is what is really a deep deep the deep rooted thing that is affecting majority of young people. And this is something that directly they should participate. And it's been, you know, broadcasted on the television and even on different outlets that this is something that is going to affect us. And this is something that we are going through. And this is our time to kind of have an actual meaningful say. This is the best time and the best opportunity. So I believe that every young person should either vote for or against. Because either way, it is going to affect you. And you are, I believe, I 100% know that they're going to see the effects, whether it's good or bad, depending on what side of the fence the individual or people want to look at it. Are your social um, group of friends going to vote? Do they even know anything about uh, the EU referendum? Um, to be honest with you, it's not something that I've discussed with them because I haven't really hasn't really crossed my mind of such for whatever reason but I I believe that the majority of the friends that I'm around or speak to in a way are affected by this and I believe they have heard or seen it on different outlets and I believe that they will vote whether they vote or not I'm not too sure but I do believe that they're aware about it and do you have to know who they will be voting for if they're going to vote for stay or to, uh, to leave? Um, my guess is, and my guess is that about two of them possibly would vote for the Braxton, being as that they're, you know, British citizens, born and bred here, 
or brought most of their life here, gone through the educational system, etc. And now contribute by paying tax and stuff like that. And they, they want to also, you know, work, earn a certain amount of money, get a house and, and, and these, these things. So this is something that I believe that if they are to vote, these two in particular, they would vote for the Braxton if they understand um, the, the whole spectrum of what uh, the EU um, voting election is for. Just last, last to ask you two more questions. Uh, actually, one is about housing. Mm -hmm. What can you tell me about that? Um, as for me, it hasn't really affected me per se because I still live with you know, parents or parent. So that, 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 that pressure and responsibility is not so much, you know, on me. But from what I see in the news and hear from other friends of mine who are renting or living in an accommodation, it's hard. You know, there was a statistics in the, I think the Evening Standard when they said that people of our generation, they're not gonna, they're gonna be in their parents' house up until they're 40. 40! <laughs> That, 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 that's, that's bad. That's very bad. Extremely bad. That's not even, no. That's, that's a very big X. You know, and, 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 and if you think of, you're not, what happens if your parents are not in a position where they can financially support you? That's, to me, that's just not on. And I think that the whole housing system has really crushed a lot of young people out. And you get, for example, I got a cousin of mine. I haven't spoken to him in a while, but I, he was living with his girlfriend up in um somewhere in North London. And because he was a council house or whatever, they ended up moving him up to Sunderland. Yeah, Sunderland. You know what I mean? I've got. I know a few people who have moved outside outside London because that's what it is. They can't. The house. The house, you know, paying the house rent, rent alone, gas, you got, you know, the electric, water, they can't afford it. You know, you and you have to look at going back, the, the money that they're, the jobs that they're in, you have to look at that. Um, and also, it cannot afford or sustain that kind of um, paying those bills because they're not earning that a certain amount of money. So therefore, the house thing is just... It's a myth. They're struggling, really, just living on the bare minimum. Before you pay, or let's say you pay all of your bills, you barely have anything to really live on. Maybe just about food, and that's not how uh, uh, a normal person should be living. That's me personally. I don't buy that. I'm not for that. I don't agree with it. And whatever the politicians want to say, I don't care because that's just not on. How are you going to be a young person if you live like that? Anybody, period. That's just nah, man. It's it's it's. I don't accept that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for that at all. You know, so I'm not very happy about that. And it's a, a a stressful time because young people and even the older people, they we have to look at it. You know, very critically, that we may possibly potentially, if you look at the way London is going with gentrification and how property prices are going up, you know, new developments are coming in, but the locals are not benefiting from it. I'm going on a tangent. But let me, let me give you an example. All right, I was in college about when I was 19, 2012, Olympics. And I was very excited just for, oh, it's happening in London. 
Stratford, not too far, just across the river from, you know, southeast. You know, that anticipation and events happening in your capital city and all the kind of um, hype and excitement that goes with it. Now, I was thinking that they're going to create jobs. It's going to um, empower young people, give them uh, opportunities in terms of to express themselves, promote London and also businesses. But when, when the Olympics came, a lot, of, a lot of businesses got moved out. They didn't even get paid to move into a next accommodation. They, they were just completely pushed up, out. And all of these things that they were promising the media were saying, they lied. So things like that, it really upsets me. Because these are the so-called people that you're pushing up who are potentially going to help your economy. You know? These are, these are the people that, they, these are your, your, your bread and butter. How, how can you forsake your bread and butter? You know? <laughs> that's like your, you know, that's, that's your homegrown um, nutrients that you want to throw away and you want to, yeah, no disrespect, you want to either prioritise with people from other countries to come and, like, it's not, that's not, to me, that's, I don't understand. It's first with that, it's not ethical. Um, and in the long term, it's not beneficial. Because what happens when those other countries or whatever, they lose interest or they can find opportunity somewhere better. You know, and if you think about London or England, come on, you guys are a big, popular, you have all these resources, you should be pumping it into the people that live here, really. Like, don't get me wrong, bring other people, but make it proportionate. Don't make it where there are a lot of, lot of majority of people on, even on job seekers allowance or they're just living below minimum wage and really struggling because that brings all sorts of problems. So, so then finally, yeah. I would like to ask you just one final question. If you could tell David Cameron one thing, what would it be regarding the EU? I would tell David Cameron He should spend a week in Brixton. Come and spend a week in Brixton without all of his privileges. Just spend a week living in a deprived area. And then maybe he'll understand and his decision might differ whether to, you know, sign this treaty, as they will call it, or um, sign Braxton. But I'd really just tell him to understand the reality, and not everybody has a silver spoon. So we should think twice about making certain decisions because the majority of people are not financially or in the position that he he's in. So he needs to think about it from a bigger spectrum, not just a selective group of people. So yeah. Frank, thank you very much. Thank you, Miles. You're welcome. Be sure to join us tomorrow as we discover what other young people had to say on the matter. Follow us on Twitter at Manosounds with a Z at the end. Thank you.